Hi, and welcome to the Lessons with Leslie podcast, where I share all things self-love and becoming God's version of you. Are you a woman who struggles with loving yourself or seeing yourself the way God sees you? Where you're in the right place and you're also in good company because I used to be that woman too, but thankfully I am not her anymore. My self-love journey is full of valuable lessons that I'm eager to share with you. It is my hope that I can empower you to become everything that God had in mind when he created the unique masterpiece that is called you. And yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with me today. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and happy mid-August to you. I hope you all are doing well. If you are new here, then welcome. And if you are returning, welcome back. Summer's winding down for most of us. It's back to school time for the kids, and we are getting ready to approach one of my favorite seasons, which is fall. The central theme of my podcast is self-love, but self-love also includes tough love. It's not a lot of sprinkles and cupcakes and rainbows and all the fluffy fun stuff, but self-love is actually hard work. But that's the only way that we're going to grow and learn and become who God intended for us to be. It's only when we know better that we can do better. So I want to preface what I'm about to share by saying that this episode includes quite a few hard pills that you're going to have to swallow. So you may want to grab your glass or even a jug of water to help get them down. But please stick with me. I've had to swallow quite of these pills myself and I still have to from time to time. It's not easy to do, but I promise you it is going to be worth it. So today I want to share a lesson entitled, It's Me. Most of us are familiar with the song, It's Me, It's Me, It's Me, Oh Lord, Standing in the Need of Prayer, Not My Mother, Not My Father. Well, you know the rest of the song. But we will always need prayer. That will never change. However, today I want to take a different approach to those words by saying, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I'm holding myself back, making excuses, playing the victim, procrastinating, refusing to leave my comfort zone, or blaming others for my past, present, or future. Oftentimes, we can be our own worst enemy when it comes to reaching our potential. So acknowledging that it's me, it shows that you're taking ownership. Me is singular. And although someone else could have been responsible fully or even partially responsible for where you currently are, ultimately, me and God get to decide and determine the outcome. There's only one person required for making a change, and that is me, which I think is wonderful news, don't you? So let's discuss how we can be the cause of our setbacks and the lack of progress. First of all, I believe that self-sabotage plays a huge role in our lives. It determines our experiences, our beliefs about ourselves, and what we think we're capable of. We intentionally or even sometimes unintentionally stay stuck, so our lives remain the same year after year. All the while, we have a laundry list of people and circumstances that we can blame, but our name should be at the top of that list. We want better, but we don't think we deserve it or we don't think we can achieve it. So it's our behavior that cancels out the very things that we desire. And I'll share a quote with you that was written by Alice Corin Selby. And she stated, self-sabotage is when we say we want something and then we go about making sure that it doesn't happen. Ouch, ouch, ouch. (laughs) If that is not the truth. So to illustrate further what self-sabotage is and to give you a depiction in story form, I'm going to share this um, story with you that I found on agilelifestyle.net slash self-sabotage. So I'll share this story. So here it goes. 
Once upon a time, there was an eagle who lived like a chicken. His owner loved the eagle so much that he fed it chicken feed and kept it in a barn with other chickens so it would never go hungry. One day, a man passing by asked the owner why the eagle, proudest of all the birds, was living in a barn with chickens. His owner said, I love my eagle so much, I have given it chicken feed every day and kept it safe in the barn. It no longer needs to hunt or fly. The man was curious about this, and he wanted to know if the eagle really had lost its ability to fly. He picked up the eagle and said, you belong in the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth your wings and fly. The eagle gave him a curious look, jumped down from his hands, and went back to eating the chicken feed off the dirt. The next man, the, I'm sorry, the next day, the man tried again. He went to the roof of the house with the eagle and said, you belong in the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth your wings and fly. The eagle, fearing the height, wriggled free from the man and jumped back down to the ground to be with the other chickens. And finally, on the third day, the man took the eagle to the top of a mountain and said, you belong to the sky and not to the earth. Stretch forth your wings and fly. The eagle, trembling but seeing no way down from the mountain, stretched his wings and flew, slowly at first, but then up, up, and away towards the sun. So what's the moral to this parable? The eagle had it in him all along, but his upbringing, environment, and the lack of belief in himself led to self-sabotage. So I extracted some nuggets from this story that I'm going to share with you, and this is my take on uh, my interpretation of what I read. So the farmer did not intentionally hinder the eagle. He did it out of love to make sure that the eagle was cared for and had shelter. Nevertheless, his actions caused the eagle to adopt behaviors that were not part of his original makeup. And in our own lives, we too, we can have family and friends who try to convince us that we should stay on a certain level or behave in a certain way. And that may be said from a place of love, but only God has a true blueprint for our lives. The eagle had adapted to an environment that he was never designed for. He had the ability to fly all along, but it took someone else noticing him, being persistent, and taking him completely out of his comfort zone. It wasn't until he was on the mountain that he started to experience his full potential. And just like the eagle, we are made for so much more. So please never allow man-made boxes, labels, or controlled environments to confine you. Our potential is built in determined by God before we were even born. So you know what that means? That you woke up fully equipped and amazing. And all it takes is faith and action to set in motion all of the wonderful things that God has placed inside of you. So admitting that we self-sabotage is the first step, but we got to also be willing to acknowledge the ways that we sabotage our own lives. God will help us challenge those behaviors, but we've got to do the work to correct them. And it's not a one and done process, but it requires consistency and commitment. When we refuse to change, we are also choosing to stay the same. And before I continue, please stay tuned until the end of this episode, where I'll share a little bit about what you can expect in episode five. Now let's look at nine ways that self-sabotage shows up in our lives. The first one is procrastination. And that happens when we delay, postpone something, avoid it, put it off due to habitual carelessness or laziness. 
Procrastination is one of the main ways that I sabotage myself. It has been a huge thorn in my flesh for a very long time. I think procrastination used to be my middle name, but I am a work in progress with that. I'm doing better, but it's still something that I struggle with. The second one is fear. Being afraid of the unknown, the outcome, you're afraid of disappointment or change. Faith and fear are total opposites. They cannot coexist. Fear will lead us to procrastinating, being stagnant, unrealizing our potential and a lack of growth. Fear is a spirit and God did not give it to us. The third one is overindulgence in anything, overeating, excessive consumption of social media, spending, you know, your money, using substances, overindulging in relationships. That is another way that we can sabotage ourselves. Number four is giving up on ourselves. When things get difficult, and trust me, they're going to, it is so easy to quit, but you have to remember why you started. When I was working out a few years ago with a trainer, he reminded me if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. So you can't give up on yourself. You may need to rest and regroup, but never give up on you or the plan that God has for you. Number five is avoiding hard work. Let's get this out of the way now. It's going to be hard but you have to be committed to doing it anyway. In the words of Les Brown, if it is hard, then do it hard. Number six, not making yourself a priority, always putting the needs of others before your own. But did you know that nurturing your dreams are really important too? You matter and your unique gifts are needed in this world. So make time to continually invest in you. And number seven, negative talk and self-doubt feeling that you're not as good as the next person, you're not as smart, you don't speak as well, you feel that no one will listen to you, you are sure that you're going to mess up, you're not as good as so-and-so, you know, your gift is insignificant if you don't have a platform or a blue check or certain amount of followers. Well, let me tell you, newsflash, comparison is the thief of joy and you are one of a kind. So you have to cast out all the negative chatter, chatter that's going on in your mind and go be great. Number eight, planning, being inspired, but not taking action. Oh, the countless times that I've done this. Inspiration is wonderful, but action and completion are the main ingredients for change. In the words of Henry Ford, faith without action is delusion. I think I'll say that again. He said, faith without action is delusion. Faith does not wait for miracles, but it produces them. If you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. Perfectionism is number nine. Having all or nothing thinking, feeling that you have to be perfect. You cannot allow yourself to make mistakes. Perfection is not achievable anyway. It is something that I have chased all my life to find out that it is not even attainable. So instead of focusing on being perfect, ask yourself, are you progressing? Are you growing? Focus on learning as you go and grow forward. God does not require perfection from us, so please don't put that pressure on yourself. We are always being perfected in Him. So now that we know what self-sabotage is, some of the traits, and how it shows up in our lives, let's get to the good part. I want to share with you five ways that you can overcome it. The first way is that you have to acknowledge that you do it. You have to seek to understand the root cause of your self-sabotaging, whether it be procrastination, fear of failure, the opinion of others, perfectionism, etc. What are the ways that you self-sabotage and why do you do it? 
Being honest with yourself is the first step. Secondly, you have to accept who you are in Christ. You are made new in him. You are more than a conqueror and you can overcome any temptation or stronghold. And knowing what God says about you is a must. Number three, recognize your potential in Christ. There is nothing you cannot do through his strength. He's going to always provide a way of escape for you for every pitfall and temptation that you encounter. You are unstoppable because the greater one lives inside of you, but you have to believe it. Number four, you got to renew your mind every day by putting on the mind of Christ. God did not give you a spirit of fear. You have the power of self-discipline and you have to actively take hold of any negative thoughts and cast down any imaginations that ruminate through your mind every single day. And number five, develop and activate a plan for how you're going to combat the feelings and behaviors associated with self-sabotage. Find scriptures, pray targeted prayers that address your specific struggle. Encourage yourself, get you an accountability partner, take a journal and write your feelings down when you have them instead of acting on them. Talk to God beforehand and ask him for strength and make sure that you celebrate your progress, whether big or small, because that's going to be the momentum to help keep you going. Did you know that God created you for much more than you realize? Because he did. But knowing it is not enough. You have to believe it and take action. Just like the eagle, you need to ask God to put you in a place that is totally uncomfortable and unfamiliar, a place that's going to cause you to give birth to your potential and maximize the gifts, talents, and abilities that he placed inside of you. He knows exactly what you're capable of, so walk close to him and trust him when he pushes you. A few years ago, I asked God to push me. I had built a wall around myself to shield me from the unknown, but I wanted my norm to become so unbearable that I would choose to embrace all that was within me. And guess what? He did just that. And I nervously surrendered to the process and I still nervously surrender to this day. But that is how Party of One and Lessons with Leslie was born. You are listening to me today because I decided to believe God's plan over what I felt or believed about myself. Being a podcaster, a YouTuber, and a blogger is totally new and unfamiliar territory to me. There are days I doubt myself, procrastination and perfectionism creeps in. I second guess what I'm writing. I have writer's block on the regular, and I wonder if all of this even makes sense. But at least I'm spreading my wings and I'm starting to fly. I have decided that I'm just going to keep showing up. And to everyone that's listening to me, God is getting ready to push you too, but do not be afraid. He's right there with you. And all that you need to live out your purpose is already inside of you. Get ready to fly and soar to new heights in him. From one eagle to another, it's time to spread your wings. And guess what? We will grow as we go. Let's fly, y'all. I hope something that I said today has resonated with you. There's some nuggets that you can take and apply to your own life. Thanks so much for hanging out with me till the end. I look forward to chatting with you again on September the 2nd, where I will share a lesson entitled The Thirst Trap. It speaks to self-defeating ways that we attempt to fill the voids in our lives, and you don't want to miss it. All right, we'll chat soon. Take care. 
So this concludes today's episode of Lessons with Leslie. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate it. In the description of this podcast, you will find my website and social media platform information, and I would love to connect with you there. I also look forward to chatting with you every first and third Friday of the month. In the meantime, remember that you matter because you do. In Christ, you will always be enough. You are never alone, and most importantly, you are eternally and unconditionally loved. Until next time, take care.